God is going to just do miraculous things. He's going to rebrand us. Re, he's rebranding his people. Hey, ladies. He is, he's rebranding us. Now, when you, uh, a brand is, is what you're called. Amen. Like people have a branding in, in business. You hear people say, well, this is my brand or this is this. And it's, it's uh, another name for who they are. So God is rebranding his people. He's giving you another name for who you are. Amen. And God calls us unstoppable. So that's the name of, because you know I always have problems with, well, what am I going to name this teaching? But it's called unstoppable, the rebranding of the people of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Just let me get situated and we'll get started. Are we ready? All right. Father, we do thank and praise you for your word. We bless you and we exalt you, Lord God. And we lift you up today. We love you. We honor you. And we thank you. I thank you for the people who are here. I thank you that they come in faithfully and pray uh, over the, the cards. And, Lord, I just thank you that every name on the salvation card and divine health is Lord, it has been established, and it is so, and we agree with your word. And, Lord, we do thank and praise you, and we lift you up, Lord God, for what you're doing today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven, so bless us today. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. So God is rebranding his people, And he's calling us unstoppable because we are unstoppable. Amen. So that's what he's calling us. Whatever God calls you, that's what you are. Unstoppable. Amen. So if he says you're unstoppable, that's exactly what you are. Now, how many of you feel unstoppable? Raise that hand. (laughs) You say, uh, I'm not sure. Well, you'll be sure, amen, because God is changing some things. Things are changing. God is changing some things. This is a new era. We were told that it's a new paradigm, a new era that we're living in. God is doing things differently. Now, see, we get used to the same old thing all the time, but God says, behold, I do something new. I do a new thing. In fact, let's turn to Isaiah 43:19, and we'll get that out of the way. Isaiah 43, verse, hallelujah, verse 19. And it says, behold, well, I'll just read 18. It says, do not remember the former things. See, the things of the past can mess your future up because when you stay in the, in the past where the past hurts, um, bad memories, that can hinder you from going forward with God. And God is saying, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Amen. And so this is why we don't know it and we don't see it. We can't hear it. We don't understand it because we're too stuck in the past, even past achievements, you know, that we've done good things. We get stuck in that. And God is saying, don't even hold on to your past achievements, but move forward in the things, in the new things that he is doing. Amen. Because even though we have past achievements, I want to go higher and do bigger and better. And so we have to let those things of the past go 
so that God can do and bring forth those things that he wants to do in the future. You know, our destiny is connected to the future. And so if we don't move forward and let the past go, then we won't run in. In other words, we won't run into our destiny in the past. You have to let go of the past, move into the future, and that's future promises, future uh, whatever it is that you want, future prayers, whatever it is, you have to let the past go and move in order to move on into bigger and better things. You will not run into your future in the past. Amen. There's something bad about lingering in the past because, uh, you know, uh, Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt looking back. We're, it's not good to stay in the past and all the things that, because let me tell you why you run into a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, you know, what people did to you. And it's, it's painful, but God will renew your strength and renew everything about you. But you have to move on into the future. <clears throat> Most of us don't want to let the past go because we're afraid of the future. We don't know what the future holds. But now that I'm an older Christian, <laughs> not so much in age, but in the things of God, I'm learning more. I'm a mature Christian. I'm off the meat, milk, and I'm on to the meat. I'm realizing that uh, I'm excited. I'm not afraid of the past anymore. I'm excited about what God is doing. I don't know what it entails, but I'm not afraid to walk into it or hit it head on because I know that God orders my steps. The steps of a righteous man is ordered by God, and he will not lead you or guide you into something that's not good. And so it's no reason for us to be afraid of the past anymore. You know, that you'll get those thoughts, well, what if? But you know what? I'm learning to divorce myself from what if. (laughs) I'm starting to just say, God, you know what? You hold my future. And whatever is in my future has got to be good because you're involved in it. And God will not lead you astray. And he's not a man that he, he could lie to you. So he's not a liar. He doesn't lead you astray on a wild goose chase. It can only be good. And so I'm excited now about the new things of God. When I hear about a new era or a new paradigm or a new season, I get excited because I'm saying, hey, I won't change. I'm tired of what's going on right now. I want to move into the new thing. Amen. So Isaiah 43, let's go back and read 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. But behold, I do a new thing. Now it should spring forth, should you not know it. It will even make a road in the wilderness. Now you know how he's he's talking about one thing, then he jumps to another. But it, it's so connected, because this is the new thing that he's doing. He's making a road in the wilderness. You ever seen a road in the wilderness? But you will. Amen. He's making a road in the wilderness. In other words... You know, the devil can get you into a lot of trouble and you can even get yourself in a lot of trouble. But God will always give you a way of escape. 
he will always give you a way to get out of a bad situation. That's what I think a road in the wilderness is. It's like you may not see it. You may not know what he's doing. But he, God, is always up to something. He's always doing good things for his people because he loves us. He gets us out of the trouble that the gospel gets us in. And, yeah, the gospel will get you in trouble. But he also gets us out of trouble that we get ourselves in. Amen. And so, and it's just such a wonderful thing. He says, and rivers in the desert. Amen. Now we're a river in a, in a dry place. When you're in a dry place, God will add to you. He will add whatever it is, abundance, whatever it is that you need. When you're in a dry place, he will add to it. He'll add rivers in the desert. And it says to give drink to my people. To my chosen people, and that's us, to give drink, to prepare, to take care of us. To me, that's what that means, to give you what you need to keep going, to continue to stand. God does not want you to quit. He does not want you to sit down. He wants you to reach the finish line, and so do you. You you, you want to reach the goal of a high calling. Amen. And so he wants you to stand having done all. And yeah, you may have to do a lot of stuff. You may have to do everything, but this is the thing. This is why I believe God makes a a river in the desert and a way in the wilderness. Because when you've done all, the Bible says, having done all stand, when you've done it all and that, that mountain that you're facing or that mountain that you're fighting has not moved then you can always say, I've done everything I could do. Because this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to say, you know what? I prayed. I fasted. I obeyed God. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. But when we lay ourselves, or I was going to say weapons, but when we lay our carnal weapons down, And even the spiritual weapons that God gives us, when we use them to the best of our ability and we've done everything that we can do, it's good to lay at the feet of Jesus and surrender and say, God, I've done all I can do. And that's when you will see him move. Because sometimes God likes to get you in a place of vulnerability. And y'all, is that making sense where you've done everything you can do because he wants to show you that he can do all things and that we can depend on him when we exhaust ourselves when we've done everything and i'm not saying we're not supposed to do these things because there's some things faith without works is dead you know it's a, a verb it's an action word and we have to do things to cause things to happen if you sit and do nothing nothing will happen And so we're supposed to do some things. But when we've done all those things and somehow I'm believing that we are supposed to do all these things and then lay it down, lay down our spiritual and our natural weapons so God can pick up and do or complete or finish what we started, or show us a better way. That's a better example. So when we get tired and we've done all, then God shows us that he is almighty, all-powerful, and above all, he loves us and he's not forgotten us. He will finish, he will help us finish the course. And so he'll make a way out of no way. In other words, that's what this is. I'm going to make a way for you. 
out of nothing. I'm going to make a way for you when you don't see any other way to accomplish your goal. So it's kind of like, well, God, why do you do that? Well, sometimes it's the method in which we choose to do things. Sometimes we don't get that clarity from God where we're doing exactly what he wants us to do or we're not following his instructions because sometimes we don't hear. Has anybody been there before? And so, but we do the best we can do. But I believe it's, is, and I didn't used to believe like this because I was stuck in a lot of religion. But I believe as long as you do something, God will honor it. Amen. And he'll come and make that way out of no way. He'll come and make that way out of the desert. You know, that where we saw nothing. We saw an impossible situation in front of us. But God makes a way. And so don't ever give up on God. Don't ever quit and don't ever try to figure it out. And that's another thing that hinders our progress. We try to figure out, well, how's God going to do this? Is You're not going to be able to figure that one out because he makes a way out of no way. There is no way. There is no other way. But God, he will create a way. He'll create some way to get you out of a jam. Amen. Why? Because that's who God is. He's your father. He loves you. And he's going to make a way for you. I don't even know why I'm there. It's not according to these notes. But he'll make a way for you. Amen. So quit trying to figure out how God's going to do something. Have you ever sat up and and you have a a situation in front of you and you pray about it and pray and then you stop and you you think and you say, God, how are you going to do this? See, and that wastes time. But but you know what? This is a good thing about God. He'll let you exhaust yourself. (laughs) That's not nice. Yeah, it is. Because he's not discounting what we are trying to do because he's giving, letting you give it a try. Cause sometimes it works. You know, we hear from God a little bit or, you know, sometimes we continue to go back and pray and pray and pray and we bump into the truth and then we try that and it works. So I, I can't, I'm not sure that I like the idea of God allowing us to do that. Because sometimes it does work. But I'm like, come on, God, you just do it. Get it get it done. But ultimately, you will reach the goal. Amen. Because we're unstoppable. We are unstoppable. God has rebranded us, and he's calling his children unstoppable. And this is a new, this is part of the new era, the new thing that God is doing. Behold, I do a new thing. Well, what are you doing? I'm, I'm calling you unstoppable because that's who you have become. So we become unstoppable because we didn't quit. We become unstoppable because we're still in this word. We're, we're, we're still trying to figure it out. But we're still doing the words. We're doers of the word and not just hearers only. And so God is maturing his people. And that's the thing that we, I believe that's the, the thin line between where we've been and where we're going. God is maturing his people. The body of Christ is walking into much full maturity. And there's a great awakening. He's awakening his people. He's causing us to hear. 
let's go to it there's a scripture that i like i read it before isaiah 48 because we're right close to there see if you if god don't cause you to hear you won't hear he's causing us to hear because he's awakening his body amen where the people we're maturing 48 verse 3 we're no longer on the meat but the milk we're on the meat so isaiah 48 verse 3 it says i have declared the former things from the beginning and they went forth from my mouth and i and i caused them to hear it so god can cause you to hear what you haven't been hearing in a long time amen because God at some point he's so merciful he says let me just rescue my kids you know they going around that mountain again and so he says I have declared from the former things from the beginning and in other words what God is saying is look I've been saying the same thing to you over and over again I'm going to do this or I want you to do that or this is going to happen or I'm going to bless you or that's going to happen. He says he's been declaring it from the beginning, but we don't listen. Amen. So sometimes God will allow us to walk things out and it's not a waste of time because we're maturing as we walk things out. We're learning as we walk things out. Even if we're approaching things in the wrong way, God will still allow us to walk these things out because you can never get too much of the word. And so and so we're constantly learning and being in these bad situations. It teaches us what not to do again. And so he says, I've been declaring the same thing from the beginning, but you haven't been hearing me. Amen. And so this is why uh, Isaiah 43, 19 says, behold, I do a new thing. Because God is not a cruel uh, God. He's a loving and a caring God with a lot of compassion and a lot of mercy. In fact, our mercy is new every single morning you get up. You face mercy. More mercy. More mercy. And sometimes we do dumber and dumber things. But you still get more mercy, more mercy, more mercy. Honey, we serve a good God. Amen. If that was my father or my, especially my mother, she would have hung me out to dry. If she have to tell you one thing too many times, mm-mm, you, you in trouble. But see, he's a good God. It's how much more would a faithful God do than, than uh, a father in the natural? He's more lenient. He loves us more. If, if you can believe that. And so God wants us to continue to go forward. Even if we mess up, I think as long as you're not standing still. And see, standing still is a safe place. It's a safe place. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow, how uh, we've been in caves and dens. And we've been afraid to move. And I think this is what the new era is also about. God is moving us out into a new thing because for those of us that are cautious, like us old birds that's been saved for over 30 years, we get to the place where we allow status quo because we become comfortable with it. It's safe. Do y'all know what I'm saying? And we don't move one way or the other. But you know what? I believe now that I'm learning more, God just re- assume you just be radical. 
It's like if you mess up and butt your head, he can drag you back in or reel you back in however you get, you know, however you allow him to do it. And he'll set you on the right course. If you stand still and, and hide in your cave and don't do anything, you don't move left or right because you're afraid of messing up, then you get nowhere. And so God is is allowing his people, and I believe he's urging us to do something. Give him something to go on. Give him something to perform his word on. You know, God can't perform his word on thin air. Amen. And he's already declared these things. We have his word. And his word is enough to move out in faith on because he's declared it from the beginning. So let's see, where am I at? Oh. Number three, I've declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth from my mouth, and I caused them to hear it. See, you can get to a point where God is so merciful, he'll cause you to hear. And then suddenly, suddenly I did them, and they came to pass. Isn't that wonderful? Verse four says, because I knew that you were obstinate. In other words, you were... Well, it means stiff neck, but it means that you were, were a hard head, wasn't listening, didn't declare what he told you because you didn't believe it. And so that, this is all that is going on. God proclaims these things. He continues to tell us, don't you just hate it when you go to God and, and he tell you the same thing again? And then you work on that. You, 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 you work on that. You expound on that. For a while, it's just like the prophetic word. Well, I got that the last time. <laughs> oh, boy. I got that. That's the same word I got the last time. It's because you didn't move out on it. Usually, it's because you don't believe it. And you're sitting up trying to figure out how it's going to happen. When you do that, you will not get... um what you should receive from the prophetic word. The prophetic word is supposed to enlighten you and confirm what God's been speaking to you on the inside. It's like if, if God tells, uh, tells you, well, I, I'm, I'm going to make you a business owner and you're going to, um, you know, have, have a shops, uh, beauty shops or whatever, you know, and somewhere on the inside of you, you see yourself doing that. You know, you see yourself having a love for hair or for nails or for something, you know. And there's been people who have, like Mara, she picked that word up and Diane, and they ran with it. Because somewhere on the inside, they saw themselves doing that. So you, when you get a prophetic word, you have to see it. And that's why a lot of times it don't come to pass because people don't see it. They have their own idea of what they want to, who they want to be, or some image that somebody else uh, made for them, and they're trying to measure up to that image or images that they see or things in other people, and they they like what they see in that, and they want to duplicate it. So we have to trust God if God. Is rebranding us. And if he's telling you that you're unstoppable, you're a fortified person, you know, you're a, a, a blessing to the nations or whatever it is, you got to believe it. You got to see yourself doing that. If you don't see yourself doing it, you will never do it because you will always, you'll run into the cave and hide in fear 
and not move out on the prophetic word of God. And so I believe God, it's a time to hear. It's, and we're hearing. It's time to hear. Let's drop down to, uh, well, let's go to five. It says, even from the beginning, I have declared it to you. Before it came to pass, I proclaimed it to you. Least you should say, my idol has done them. And my carved image. You know, I, I rubbed Buddha's stomach three times, so I knew I had that. It says, um, in six, it says, you have heard, see all this, and will you not declare it? I have, I have made you hear new things from this time, even hidden things that you did not know them. They are created now and not from the beginning. So God is doing a new thing. It's like the things that he's told us over and over and we never moved out on it. We never believed it. We, we didn't see that in ourselves for us. He says, I'm just going to do a new thing, but I'm going to rebrand my people. And they will not be called weak, you know, and they won't be picked apart by the devil. But the devil's going to be, they're going to walk in such a way that the devil's going to be afraid to even attack them. He's going to be afraid to get in your face because you're unstoppable. And so whoever believes that God is rebranding them, whoever believes that they're unstoppable, you eat the fruit of it. Amen. Uh, I believe I'm unstoppable. Amen. So God is placing inside of those that go deeper. Now there's a, a, a hitch. Really not a hitch. It should be just a common understanding. You gotta go deeper in God. Amen. Just sitting waiting. Waiting out your time won't get it. But you need to develop a personal relationship with God and go deeper in Him so that you can come out, um, positive. Come out strong. Come out better than you were before you entered into the secret place. Does that make sense? And so God is challenging us right now. And this is, he's given us, this is the way God is that I love. He gives us everything that we need to, to go higher or to go further or to believe his word and, and stand on it and walk, walk in it. Amen. Now the power of Jesus' name it's having a, a, a bigger effect on people. In other words, God is amplifying that power in his name. See, people, if you notice, they don't throw that word around much. And people used to use that as a cuss word. You don't hear that too often. Because people are dropping dead, you know, getting sick and all these different things. I mean, God's word, his name will be respected. And so God is amplifying, uh, or speak, having that name Jesus speak louder than any other name, you know, and it should have all along and it really did, but people just used it as a common everyday word. Those days are gone. Amen. And so God is, is increasing the gospel and the power of the gospel. There's some changes. There's some things that's different that's going on. Us old timers that's been saved a long time, we should be able to see that. It's not the same. We have some aggressive, um, believers that's out there and they, they want more of God. And so God is showing us 
who he really is and the power of the name in other words we're walking it out we're no longer hiding sitting behind and just saying jesus in our prayers real low but we're starting to walk out go out on a limb with that name and throw it in the devil's face and say hey this name is above every name there is power in this name and so god is causing that name to be respected and it has more powers doing more because people are believing in it you know he's causing us to um and see he's amplifying the, the gospel and the uh power of the gospel the go- the gospel has power in it and he's doing it through me and you amen we may not acknowledge it but god is increasing the power of his name he's increasing the power of the gospel he's doing all of these things and he's using us to to get there amen because there's a pushing forward that god is doing to his people it's like this you're not going to stay in that same spot any longer i'm moving you forth so it's like this if god and maybe many of you have experienced this recently if you don't move out in the things of god he'll snatch everything from under you and leave you out there he'll take all your support system or your support friends i'm i'm seeing that in a lot of people and even in my life he is pulling your support up from under you so you can move out in faith and start to trust him and trust that word that he's already he's already he's already given us the necks of our enemies he's already given us all things pertaining to life and godliness now it's time that we start to utilize what he's already given us what he's already done and and god is so good he's gone a step further and he's uh causing us to carry more power i believe god is going to you're going to see more at the at the altar you're going to see people get delivered quicker i mean god is doing something if you're not looking you won't see it if you're not hearing you won't hear it but god is doing amazing things and he's using the strangest people because he likes to use the 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 to confound the wisdom of the wise he'll use the simple things you know he's using children the 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 word someone was saying that their kid it was on facebook their kids spoke a word and it was for the father and the mother and they looked at each other and said well, why didn't we see this you know and they were saying well out of the mouths of babes but i'm telling you it's not just out of the mouths of babes god is moving in that way he's moving in that way to show us look you've been wasting time the church has been blinded they haven't been seeing and they haven't been hearing but i'm going to do these strange and unusual things and i'm going to use the simple things i'm going to use them but my will and my work will be done amen we need to to um line our faith up with god's plan his purpose for our lives we need to line it up and just allow the fire of god to come out of us because he's placing fire back in his people and you know it's like and i know you can identify with this the young people who just got saved y'all won't identify with this but we have been standing still for a long time us old timers because it's like we kind of lost hope or we didn't want to move out on what god was doing because we thought this is going to be the same way it was the last year it didn't work 
And so we're coming out of a lot of old baggage, you know, old thinking, you know, just not receiving the good news of the cross and because we've come so familiar with it. But I'm telling you, God is changing things. If you take a re or if you relook or relaunch yourself out into the things of God, you'll see that things are changing. But you have to have a spiritual ear. You have to have spiritual eyes and you have to see what God is saying in this hour. There's a grounding and a maturity over the body of Christ. And it is because I can tell right now, if I say this, you'll identify with it. You, is there comes something or an issue and it's a God issue. And then there's the natural where the carnal people are going with whatever it is. And on the inside, can you feel like you've taken a hard stand and you say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not moving because I know the truth and I'm not going for that because that's not real. But what God's doing over here is real. And you've taken a stand and you cannot be changed. See, that's a grounding. God is grounding his people. We're not swaying and then the people think you brainwashed. But see, the devil doesn't like it when he can't sway you. When you take a hard stand because you know that you know that you know and you don't move away from that thing and you stand having done all and not only do you stand but you will straighten a person out. You'll add what you know and speak up where you haven't been speaking up. See, you're there. That's a grounding from God. He's grounding his people. He's putting that fortification on the inside of them where they're being strengthened by might in the inner man. But for real, it's not something we're saying, but it's something that we acknowledge and we see and we're going through. But we're being fortified by God to take a hard stand and not quit. Are y'all here today? Amen. And I've noticed that, you know, the gospel and the power, the power of the the cross is increasing. There's more people believing that now than ever before, even though we're living in darker days where the people in the, the what is that scripture in first Timothy where, you know, gross negligence and people are uh, we're living in the end times where people are are. Heart, yeah, harden. But you know what? Even so, in this, even in that, I'm seeing, because I know, because I feel this way, that people are being grounded in the things of God. And they're taking a stand, and they're not letting the devil run over them. They're letting the devil know who they are. Amen? And so the gospel is increasing, even though we live in these last days. I remember back 20, 30 years ago, where that's all you heard people quote was First Timothy 3, the religion. We living in the last days and da, 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 da. But they never stood for anything. But we are living truly in the last days with some evil things going on and bad people. But you know what? We, I see Christians taking a stand. They're speaking out and they're, they have this boldness about them. And I've never seen this before in all the 40 years I've been saved. I've never seen this boldness before. Now, does anybody in here agree with that or can see that? Even though your life may not be the way you want it, 
And even though you're not believing everything God tell you, but still there's something on the inside of you where you ain't going to change. You ain't going to bend or you ain't going to because you've been down there and you've seen God's power, even though you want more and he's going to give you more, you know, because you know why? Because that's already been taken care of. God's already done it. It's already been given. Amen. You just have to walk into it. But God is placing inside of us a, a, a deeper revelation of what's going on. We have more wisdom. We have more knowledge. It's because we're off of the milk. And we're into the meat of the gospel. We're into the meat of things. And God is strengthening his people. See, silently God is giving us little bits of little nuggets here and there. That's strengthening. He's giving more wisdom. He's giving more revelation. He's giving more knowledge. He's giving more understanding. God is is getting his people ready for the final climax. Y'all scared? (laughs) Amen. See, nobody said nothing, just a couple people. Amen. So I believe that's in all in this rebranding where he's calling his people or he's rebranding us. He's changing our image. When you rebrand something, you change your image. It's like maybe you had a business for nails and you see that didn't work out. So you're going to sell jewelry now. And so you're, you're rebranding and so, or you want to change your image. You're changing your image from a person that did nails and to, to a person that wants to deck people out. And so that, <laughs> she did, that was cool. Was that cool? Right. Amen. That was a curve. That was that curve. Yeah. I want to deck people. I don't like the service end of things that I get it now. I'm not doing service anymore. I'm into the, the I'm going to put the trinkets on the tree and that's okay. But you want to rebrand. You're rebranding yourself. And so, in other words, you are changing your image, and that's exactly what God is doing for us. You're not the weak, nervous person that you used to be. You're not the the gopher. Y'all know what I mean. You're not that anymore. You know, you're you are. Listen, we are not what people call us. We are not what people say we are. We're better than that. We're bigger than that. Amen. You are not what people call you. You're not what you used to be. That person's dead anyway. That ain't you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's see, where am I going from here? So we're, we're being, uh, okay, so we know we, we're, uh, God is changing our image to unstoppable. And we've been, uh, re, he's rebranding us, but also, he is fortifying us. He's putting us on a, a strong foundation. Amen. Uh, uh, a deeper strength. Um, how can I say it? He's reinforcing us. Amen. <clears throat> He's reinforcing us. That's what that, um, what did I say? Was that fortification thing? He's re, what did I say? Y'all don't know. He's, he's reinforcing us. And that's that fortification. In other words, he's strengthening us. 
And I'm going to tell you, and this is, this is something that's going on on the inside of us. He's, um, how can that, he's breaking us, breaking all of our carnal. <laughs> yeah, she got it. Okay. He's breaking us so that he can make us stronger. He's undoing some stuff that's not going to get us anywhere. In other words, we, we're going through the fire. We've been through, I'm going to put it like this because I have to stick to what God is really saying. He's, we've been through the fire and we are fortified now. We are stronger. We're better than we was before. And we're coming out of this bigger, better, faster, stronger. We're doing all of these things. God is, is, and, and I'm, a, I'm be honest with you, I believe God is letting us off the hook. <laughs> How does that sound? Does anybody feel that way? It's like, oh boy, Miss Pat, what you think? Yeah, he's letting us off the hook with some things. Because it, he needs to because we're, we're tired. He's, he's making us stronger. And he's doing this because of his great love for us. And I believe as long as you out there doing something, showing God something, he's going to work for us and with us. And so we're becoming stronger. He's calling us something different. He's calling us unstoppable, you know, invincible. Everything that he is, we are. And so God is doing a new thing. Let this new thing happen. Amen. Go deeper with him. We're going through the fire. We've been through the fire. And God is coming, coming with a reinforcement that will strengthen us on the inside forever. We're never going to go back to the way we, we used to be. Things will never go back the way they were. You'll never think weak and think low of yourself anymore. You'll never walk in fear again. Not like that. And see, God is, is teaching us in this this inward dealings or this this inward fortification and this strengthening that God is doing, he's teaching us how to fight the devil. Because believe it or not, we've not been resisting him. And this is what he was showing me not long ago. The people of God has not been, been resisting the devil like they should. You know, the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Now, what does resisting mean? See, some of us get the wrong idea. I had the wrong idea about resisting. I thought if you just did what was right, that was resisting, but it's not. When you use the word, do what Jesus did. What did he do? He used the word against the devil when he tried to entice him. And he used the word against him. And so God is expecting us to use the word. Use the word like a sword and cut the devil's neck. Cut his head off. And so we need to resist the devil more. And that's where we, and I believe that's why God is rebranding us unstoppable. Because we're resisting. We're learning a lot. We're not who we used to be. He's strengthening us. We're not afraid. We're bold as lions. You know, but we're harmless as doves. Because we're learning not to argue with people. We, we're moving out into a, a better us. We, we're not arguing with people anymore. Now, if we do it, we done thought about it and our flesh took over and got the best of us. But at least we're thinking about not doing it now. We know right from wrong. 
we're not on this milk anymore. You know, we're on to the, to the meat of the thing and, and we're following God and we're, we're doing exploits in his name. He's entrusting us to, uh, use the power of the gospel and the power of the name of Jesus and use it, uh, like we're supposed to use it as a sword. When the enemy comes up in your mind and tell you something about yourself that's not true, we used to go away and feel bad. Now, what are we doing? We're resisting him by t- giving him the word. It says, no, you're a liar, Satan. That's not who I am. I'm unstoppable. God calls me unstoppable. You know, and so we are fighting back. And that's a good thing. And I believe it's because God has given us so much help. And he's not condemning us. We're That condemnation that we, we walk in from time to time, that stuff is for the birds. You know, we're telling the devil what to do with that. It's like, yeah, devil, you know, agree with the enemy. Agree with the adversary. Yeah, I did all that, and I did some stuff you don't know about. But I tell you one thing, that's not who I am. Amen. And so we're, we're fighting back and that's a good thing. And you have to realize where you are and who you are. And I believe in this, this, uh, era, this new season or this new era, cause it's not a season cause seasons come and go. Eras don't change. They can change, but they're for a longer period of time. But I'm telling you in this hour, we're obeying God. We're standing up for righteousness. We're speaking out for righteousness. We're not just letting some things go and let people get away with disrespecting the gospel. You know, we're speaking out for God and that comes from the inside. So in other words, this is, this is the whole thing. You must believe that you are different. You must believe that God is changing you. You have to believe that you are a strong tower. You must believe these things about yourself. No longer should you believe that you're weak, you don't know anything, people don't respect you, and all that stuff. I'm not saying get arrogant, but I'm saying believe what God is saying about you. Call yourself what he calls you. He says you're unstoppable. The devil can't really, it's true because the devil can't hinder you in any way from, from receiving anything that God's already provided for you. He can't stop it because it's already done. Amen. So all you need to do is line your faith up with what God is doing. Amen. Here, start to hear the voice of the Lord. Start to speak the word of God. Start to see how God sees. You know, you have to open your spiritual eyes. If you can't see it, you won't get it. And so you can easily see what God has promised you. All you need to do is see yourself with it. See yourself having it. See see whatever God is telling you you can have. See yourself with it. And if you can see yourself with it, it's coming. It's definitely coming for sure. But we got we have to change uh, what we believe and what we think. And I think that's the hardest thing for Christians is to get your mind free. Free from the, the lies of the enemy. He tell you that ain't going to happen. This is how you know the devil's in your in your. See, listen, the devil can't read your mind. 
But he can put some wrong thoughts in there. But you can refute them. The Bible tells us to. It says casting down all imaginations, false things, high things, those things that lie to you and tell you that you're not going to get things or you God is not who he says you he is or you don't really know God and he's not going to do that for you because look at what you did. So you have to cast those things down. Those things want to dictate take you over dictate and tell you what you can have and what you can have and that's nothing but the devil and so when we learn as a people a christian people when we learn to keep our minds free and it can only happen from renewing it in the word of god renew your mind in the word and and cast that thing when the devil comes and tell you like he told jesus if you be the son of god turn that stone into a loaf of bread and and Jesus just told him, well, man don't live by bread alone. I, I live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, I'm, I'm hungry, but I don't live by food. I live by the living word. The living bread is what I need. I need living bread. Jesus knew what he meant, and he backed off. You have to fight to keep your mind straight. But all it is, it's a easy, it's already a fixed fight. Because listen, God has already given us what to say to the devil in this word. He's already taught our hands. To, he says, I've, I've um, strengthened your arms and I've taught your hands to fight. Amen. So we already know how to fight the devil. Well, I didn't know. You know how. Because God speaks these things to us on the inside and he strengthens us on the inside and he'll tell you what to say he'll give he'll tell you he'll give you the tongue of the learned the tongue of the learned is where he'll give you a word in season and out to uh, minister to somebody help somebody in a bad situation he'll tell you exactly what to say to them you don't have that's why the bible tells you don't try to think of what you're going to say because God's given you the tongue of the learner. He's given you that that um, ability to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So that you'll drag somebody out of, out of a perilous situation. You'll know what to say. Don't ever plan what you're going to say to somebody. Because when you open up your mouth, I guarantee you, you're not going to say that anyway. We And we don't want to. When we start to learn and become wise, we don't want to... Th- say what we think anyway we want to speak the words of god we don't want to speak our own words because god knows what that person needs to hear amen he'll he'll give you um your when you write and when you you write things down for god he'll he'll give you the um what is that um where he'll give you uh, uh the read of, of a ready writer what is that Yeah, but it's not the tongue. It's the tongue of the learner. This, this pen of a red. That's what a pen of thank you. It's the pen of a ready writer. And so what I'm trying to say is you don't have to think what to write down. That's how people write books. You know, he'll give you the pen of a ready writer. You start to clue into God and that Holy Spirit starts speaking and you take dictation. And the same thing with your tongue. He'll give you the tongue of the learner. 
Will you speak a word in season to a person? Look, we have so many abilities, but do do you think the devil is going to let you think you all of that? You can hope you can hear, uh, you know, you can hear from the Holy Spirit and you got it made. But the devil's steady sitting up telling you you ain't nothing or you 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 not. You know, God's not using you. And there you are up to your old tricks again. He'll tell you anything. And maybe you are. But you know what? All you have to do is repent and say, yeah, uh uh-huh, but I I got repentance. (laughs) And he's lifted me up. Hallelujah. And I'm moving on with God. Because, see, there's no penalty when you repent. Repentance, there's no penalty. When you belong to God, there's no penalty. The devil can't do nothing but make you think. All he can do is make you think you're something that you're not. Make you think that you're worse than what you are. And you have to start answering him back. You answer him back just like Jesus did. It's not that we don't want need to change and, and do the right thing. Righteousness is part of who we are. But we have to obey God. And we have to do the right thing, but we also have to use repentance and not let uh, condemnation set in and stop us because that will paralyze you. And so we need to just obey God, just sail on in the the positive, um, how can I say, atmosphere. Keep your atmosphere positive. If you if you stay clicked into God. Hooked into God, you'll stay positive and just obey God. It's the simplest thing. You know, these things used to be, uh, uh, you know, it used to be hard, but it's not hard anymore because God has paved the way. He's changed so many things in this last hour. He's doing more and he expects us to do more. Amen. So let's go to Isaiah 30 because we're already in Isaiah. Hallelujah. And what's really going on is God is awakening his people. He's awakening us. He's saying, hey, it's time for you to change. I've done all I I can do. I've done all these things. I made a way in the desert, a way in the, you know, in in the river, in the desert. I've done all these things. When are you going to start believing me and utilizing what I've given you to fight the enemy? God gives us everything that we need to do. All right, let's see. Uh, Isaiah 30, verse 21. Hallelujah. 21 says, um, it says, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And uh, I think I heard, uh, um, what's his name, Waller, Pastor, uh, Prophet Waller, use this scripture. And what he was saying is the word is behind you. And God, and I was thinking to myself and I was asking the Lord, well, why is the word behind us? It's behind you to hold you up, to strengthen you, and it's behind you to push you forward into your destiny. And I like how he put it because he said, uh, destiny is in your future. It's before you. It's not behind you. 
And so the word gets behind you and push you forward or launch you into your destiny. And I like how he put that. And so this is what this scripture, I believe, is talking about. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. That's the Holy Spirit guiding you, leading and guiding you into all truths. And it says, and whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. In other words, you will hear the voice of God and you'll obey it. And that's in Isaiah 30, verse 21. You will go, in other words, you'll go the way of the Lord. Because he's leading and guiding us by his spirit. And you'll know whether to go to the left or to the right when you wander in other words when you wander off to the left when you wander off to the right his word will pull you back and straighten you out and put you on a clear path amen and so god's voice amen will urge you which way to go on which way to go that's the holy spirit urging you Uh, uh-uh don't go there and don't ever say, God didn't tell me, I didn't hear, the Holy Spirit didn't stop me, and I did something bad. He tried to, you You weren't listening. <laughs> he spoke, you just didn't, you were out to lunch. Well, let me tell you why we don't hear the voice of the Lord. Let me tell you how we miss it. Because I used to say, well, Lord, why you didn't stop me? You know, why you didn't tell me? He told me, but. I was already had it made up in your mind. Sometimes you already have it made up in your mind what you're going to do. And the Holy Spirit can't, you can't hear him. Amen. But there's always repentance. And God gives us, I'm so glad God is is so much better than people. Because people condemn you, beat you, tar you, feather you. But God doesn't do that. He's gentle, and he's not harsh, hard, or sharp. But he's gentle and he's smooth and he's loving and he's kind. Amen. And he will, he will get you on a straight street. He'll get you on a street called straight. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul went, Paul, uh, <laughs> was on straight street. He, everything about Paul was crooked when he will, I'll say Saul. Everything about Saul was crooked. And I believe that's why God sent him to straight street to get straight. Amen. But I'm telling you, when God got done with him and the prophet uh, obeyed God and went because he struck Paul blind for, for Saul blind for three days. I don't know why I'm going here, but maybe somebody need to hear it. I don't know. But anyway, you know, he he received prayer from Ananias, I think, and he laid hands on him. And, honey, he was all God. I'm all yours, God. Amen. And so you keep getting yourselves in jams. God, he'll do something to persuade you. Amen. But you know what? We don't need that because we can hear. He's He's fortified our hearing and our, he's doing a work inside of us where we won't, we won't get off track. Amen. And when we do, because we all do, we'll know how to reel ourselves back in. We're saying, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that, Shirley. Don't do that. Come on. Let's pull it back in. And so God is is strengthening us so we can keep ourselves in check. Amen. Hallelujah. So God has divinely created 
your purpose upon this earth. It's divinely created. In other words, I think we need to know that. We'll stop fighting God to do what we want to do. Amen. Uh, the plans and purposes for our lives have been divinely created by God. And he wants us to see it and follow and obey him. We need to put a value on the prophetic word. I'm going back there again. We need to put a value on the prophetic word of God that's been spoken over us and we need to walk in it. Amen. It's see, we waiting on it to, to come and get us. That's not how you do. You work toward it. You go forward and you work forward instead of saying that, that prophet lied. Now a lot of them do lie. Amen. A lot of them don't know what they're talking about. But you know the ones that are real and the ones that send. See, God sends a prophetic word to you. And he knows who to send it through. If you get under or in a meeting where you shouldn't be or a false prophet gets into a meeting and they speak over you, you don't have to receive it. Amen. You just let it let it fly. But you pick up the real thing. Pick the real thing up and hold on to it and work toward it because uh, uh, the true prophetic word comes from heaven and it's divinely planned and it's, it's divinely purposed for us, for your life. And so it's from God, and you, we need to respect that. Amen. I hear so many people talking about, yeah, that wasn't for me because it didn't come to pass. didn't come to pass because you didn't believe it. And when you, when you opened up your mouth, you just told that you didn't believe it. You have to believe and receive. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to come out um, with a high hand, and God's promised us that. He says, you will come out with a high hand and you will flourish and finish the course. Hallelujah. But God wants to see us seeing what he's promised. He wants to us to hear what he's been saying and see it. Amen. So that when it come to pass, you can't say, well, I knew that all along or my pastor told me that or whatever people come up with. I don't know. But God wants you to believe his words and hold on to that and don't let it go. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your faith into action and just expect. And that's the way that you can do this. Uh, when you expect what God has promised, you're doing the, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. You're believing, you're in faith, and you're doing what you're supposed to do by expecting that word to come to pass. Uh, you know, I say, hey, God, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. Tell me what to do to prepare because I'm ready to receive the prophetic word of God. I'm ready for it to enter into my life. And you have to stay uh, ready and, and you have to stay, um, what is it, constantly receive it by preparing for that what are you doing to prepare for it it's like if you waiting on a husband what are you doing to prepare for to be a husband you better be learning how to cook because i'm telling you right now brothers like to eat and they want you to know how to cook and not throw stuff together anybody can do that but just you know and not just cook but it's balance a checkbook have bring something into the marriage what you got is max say what you bring into the what do you bring it what is that he 
Yeah, what you bringing to the table? Uh-huh. And I used to say, shame on him, you know. But it's true. I've learned, I'm, what are you bringing to the table? Because, see, a lot of women, they want a man to to be their savior. Like uh, Superman or Batman, somebody that's coming in with a, with, with a cape to save the day. And marriage ain't like that. It's work. Amen. And it's work on both sides. And sometimes, and you can't keep score. And that's what I, I would see a lot of people. He did this and he did that. And I said, well, what did you do? They get mad at me. Well, I ain't do what he did. I said, well, who's keeping score? You just, you just full of tricks, you know. And no, I'm just telling you what God will tell you. You cannot keep score. It's no score to keep. Amen. Cause when you try to, uh, jip or trick, whatever, him, you're doing that to yourself because you're one flesh. So you might as well come to the table willing to do whatever you need to do. That's just the way it is. And what's he going to do? Cover you by the washing of the water of the word. Well, he ain't saved. Doesn't matter. You'll get it one day. It doesn't matter. Because we use that excuse for too many years, you know. And it doesn't matter. God will, he speaks to the head. He honors headship. And, and whether the headship is, I don't know, whatever. He's going to speak to the husband concerning you. Amen. That's just the way God does things. You just go on and get in that word and read that word so you'll know what to expect. Amen. And it's not that, you know, I mean, marriage is good. God says it's honorable. Don't ever listen to somebody. And if you've seen a bad marriage or even if your parents have had a bad marriage, that doesn't mean yours going to be bad. If that's all you expect, that's all you'll get. But you have to expect more. And you say, no, I'm doing this right. And I'm waiting on the person that God has for me. And I'm going to have a successful marriage because I'm going to be with the one that God has for me. It's mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. But that's okay. Amen. That's okay because I know what I'm telling you is real. Amen. And so you have to just roll with the punches. Things get better. Don't expect things to get better. You know, don't expect things to be rough all the time. Amen. Because they do get better. Hallelujah. And so you just have to keep, 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 keep going. No matter what you're doing, whether it's marriage, whatever it is, on your job, keep going and don't quit. And don't listen to the devil that's speaking to your brain all the time. There is a way that you can make that stop. Staying in the word, meditating on the word until you get your mind changed. See, that's the thing. Most Christians don't have a mind change. We need a mind change. Well, what does that mean? Change how you think. Change how you perceive things. Change how, when you have a mind change, you even see things differently. Cause see, there's a way that seems right to a man. And it looks right. And that voice says, come this way. But it's not God. But it seems right to a man. What's that? Psalm 70? Psalm somebody. 
but that thing will speak to you and and it'll it'll say this is the right way and it's not so you have to allow god to lead you and guide you and the bible says it won't fail it's foolproof because he'll lead and guide you into all truth and you cannot look at something and judge how it's going to be you have to trust god trust that voice I remember telling God one time, this was years ago, I said, I don't know what voice is God. I'm so confused. Because see, the devil can lie to you so much, that door is so much open that you get confused and you won't know which voice is which. But what you do is just shut yourself down, get your word, pray in tongues, please. Amen. Why? Because you speak in mysteries. See, this is the thing that people overlook. If you don't know what to pray, what to think, you don't, you just don't know because the devil has been tricking you. Pray in the spirit and because the Bible says that the spirit prays the right prayer for you. You don't know what you ought to pray. It says, but the spirit knows. You pray in the spirit and then when you pray in the spirit, God will show you those shackles or whatever will fall off of you. The the uh, blinders will come off. Stay in the spirit realm and you won't go wrong. But there's a way to beat this devil. He's he's not all knowing and uh, he just know you. But he doesn't have to. Honey, he, he, he can look up and he won't even know who you are. You keep you should stay with God. Amen. Your life will get better and better. We haven't seen better yet. We're going to see better and better and better and better and better. Amen. It's coming. But if you stuck in where you are and you, this is the thing. A lot of people like where they are. I don't have no complaints. You ever been there? I'm okay. Like just the way I am. That's the devil. I'm telling you, it's the devil. Because, see, he's telling you you're good where you are, because, and that's why it's like this. You're good where you are, so don't reach out for more. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. God's already approved them for you, but you're good where you are. You see how that negates what God has for you? You're not good where you are. Always reach for more. Always, uh, you know, go higher in God to get what he has for you he wants you to have abundance he wants you to have everything that pertains to life and godliness he's already prepared that for you he 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 wants you to have everything that really that your heart desires and there's some things that you don't desire that he has for you and so we need to stay focused on what God has and what he's doing and not we okay because we don't need to go higher. And sometimes you you might be okay, but don't you want to go higher? See, because God will keep giving, giving, giving. He's an abundant God. He's exceedingly an abundant. That's just not for you. It's for somebody else. Get more for somebody else. Amen. And for your family that don't know God. Pull them up out of where they are. Amen. Get them saved. It's you never okay where you are. That's just a lie of the devil. And he gets a lot of people like that. Amen. But you have to keep fighting forward, going forward, fighting for whatever it is that God has for you. He's established you. He's established you 
in your final outcome. Your final outcome is good. Amen. And God's already established that. And he's letting you know that it's worth fighting for. You ain't okay. You ain't good where you are. Well, I'm content. I don't know why. You got all your kids saved. Amen. It ain't okay where you are. But see, you see how the devil would try to make you think it's cool the way you... It's not. And so we need to keep uh, going higher in him. Because, see, we want everything that's coming to us. Now, isn't household salvation a promise? Well, then you go after that. So you ain't okay. You ain't okay where you are. You know, I got a nice car and I got a good job and I got, but it's more to it than that. So you're fighting not just for yourself, but you're fighting for the salvation of your, your whole household. You're fighting for the mother and the father and whoever. You know, you're fighting for all of that. But if the devil can get you to think everything's cool, you don't have to fight no more. Then us a lot of people would be disappointed. Amen. So you have to keep going, keep fighting, keep launching out into the deep. Don't stop because God is established. He's already established your final outcome. And if yours don't match up with his, you got some work to do anyway. It's still work to do. Amen. So everything God is restoring. I keep thinking, seeing these are rewords. We did that one time, a, a, a prophetic uh, girl was talking about the rewords, and I'm not trying to do rewords, but it's just coming up. He's restoring us. You're healed and restored. He's bringing you out better than you were before. In other words, he's making you brand new. How? By establishing your final outcome. You know, because if everything, if you're not, perfected see god is perfecting us he's supposed to perfect us if you're not at that place then you you ain't okay you have some more work to do people say they're okay because they don't want to fight for anything else you know so and so is okay and so and so is okay yeah they okay but things can can get better you know you want things to be like god wants them to be and god is holding us responsible believe it or not for the salvation of our household. He's holding us responsible and he's made us some promises concerning our children. Amen. I want to see that come to pass. Amen. In my lifetime. Hallelujah. I want to see, uh, uh, you know, the word come to pass while I'm among the the living. I don't want it. Well, you know, I can't stop what happens when I go to heaven, but I want to see it now. I want to see it right now. Amen. Hallelujah. So God has already given us everything that we need to be victorious. He's given us keys. And keys are made to unlock and lock. See, people always think you can unlock stuff with keys. You can lock stuff too. Amen. When you come in the house at night, don't you lock that door? So you can lock the devil out of a lot of things. Thank you. You can lock the devil out of a lot of places in your life. Lock him out. Lock him out. Lock him out. Yeah, you can lock him out. That's what keys are for. 
And so we need to start using the utilizing, I'll say utilizing the keys to the kingdom. Amen. God's already given us the keys to unlock and to lock. Amen. Now keys signify power and authority. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 16 right quick. Matthew 16. Hallelujah. And we don't use our keys. We'd rather break a window and climb through the window than use your keys. (laughs) You got the keys. Use them and unlock the door. Amen. You're no longer a bandit. So you don't have to climb through the window anymore. Uh, Matthew 16, 19 says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom. This is Jesus talking of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And everywhere you loose on, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. So Jesus is saying this. Look, I've given you the keys and this is kind of like the secret and the power of the kingdom. And it's whatever you allow and whatever you, you lock out, whatever you lock out, he, the heaven locks out. And whatever you let in, heaven lets in. So this is a let in and a lockout situation because that's what keys are for. Amen. And so when you lose something, when you bind, I bind you, Satan, in Jesus' name, you've locked him out. And when you lose something in your life, I lose love, peace, and joy in my life. Heaven stands behind you. But we need to do more locking out. Keep the devil out of your business. Quit telling him your business. That didn't go over well, but hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta lock all the doors and shut all the windows. Amen. And if your mouth is one of the things that you need to shut, then shut it. Quit telling the devil your business. Amen. Hallelujah. So whatever you loose on earth, heaven looses it. Heaven releases it. So if you uh, lock the devil out of your business and quit telling the devil your business, then then heaven stands behind you. And so we need to learn to use our keys properly. Amen. So we're learning how to use those keys more effectively because this is what the Holy Spirit is is uh, supposed to help us do. And God is increasing knowledge increasing knowledge so you'll know to lock some things out and to open doors allow god to to come in with the new things you know and the blessings quit locking out the blessings see that's what we do we use those keys for the in the wrong way so don't lock out your blessings open the door for your blessings and lock out the devil how about that knowing now Faith. Faith is now. Now faith is the key to victory. God's given you the key to victory. Well, what is it? Your faith. Amen. It's your faith. Not being afraid to step out. God is changing things in you, whether you know it or not. Not afraid. The, a boldness. More boldness is coming upon you, whether you speak up. And not be so afraid. Amen. Wisdom is the key to prosperity 
an opportunity. Everything God gives you is a key to something. When he gives you wisdom, it's the key to prosperity and to, to uh, understanding. It's the key to everything. Amen. Wisdom is the key to, to opportunity. God opens the door. He's given us the keys, but we don't unlock we don't unlock the right things in our lives and we lock out the wrong things sometimes. And so it's best to go back and get with God and say, Now, teach me how to use these keys. And God is teaching us, and that's what wisdom and, and revelation is all about. God is teaching us more wisdom and revelation by showing us how to use these keys. Grace, that's a key. It unlocks doors. Mercy unlocks some things in our life. But we got to trust God. It's just go back and, and get with God. Amen. God has given us light in dark places. Just because we're living in the, in the end times, don't believe we need, we don't have to live like that. Because God is releasing so much wisdom and knowledge, so much revelation, so much understanding, so much light, so much opportunity. So God is, is he's taking care of business. Amen. There is no reason why we should fear or feel like we're missing out because we're not. And he's doing these things, giving us things liberally. When you ask, he's not stingy. He's giving us everything that we need. And he's teaching us how to fight the enemy of our soul. He's teaching us. Amen. I'm done, but I just want to give you one more scripture. Ephesians 5, 14 through 17. Ephesians 5, 14 through 17. It says, awake you who sleep and arise from the dead. It's my last scripture. That's you. She talking to me. Yep, I'm talking to you. Arise you who are asleep. You know, there's many churches that are asleep. Because they don't understand the, the, the rhema word of God or the written word of God. They don't get it. But they will. And so we need to arise from our deadness and speak life. Start speaking life to your situation. I know that works. I speak life to my body in Jesus' name. I speak life to this dead situation. I speak life to this dead husband. You know, whatever it is. You speak life. And believe that when you speak life, it's coming to pass because it's already done. That's the kicker. God is waiting on us. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I'm not done, but I'm going to stop because I see y'all ready to go. Amen. Write down Jeremiah 29, 11 because his thoughts and plans toward us are good all the time. Maybe if we believe that his thoughts for us are good, we'll, we'll start to utilize everything that he's given us the weapons of our warfare and they're not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds amen start to utilize what god has given us and stop your own whatever it is what y'all waiting on me to say i don't know what to say whatever y'all doing stop your plans and get with god's plan they tell me huh what she said whatever Whatever you doing that's not like God, stop it and pick up his ways. 
his his purpose, his plans, and just get back out there. Because let me tell you, this power that he's doing, this rebranding, is for the end time. It's for you to finish your course. Honey, it's this it's it's you've stuck it in for the long haul. You you've you've stuck it you stuck out. You stuck in. And you've you've uh gone this far because you're at the end of the road. Now don't quit now. And don't get silly, don't get stupid, don't get famous. Just stay with stay with God, amen. <laughs> because your destiny is right here. It's like uh what's her name was saying? Uh, Dodie, uh, what's his name? Osteen. She was saying, don't quit praying for your healing. She said, because it's closer than you think. And she said, and then when it comes, you'll be able to look back on this and see how really easy it was. Amen. But she says, don't quit doing what you're doing. So stay with God. I don't care who's missing. You stay with God. You just make sure you in the counting. Amen. Because I'm telling you, God, he's got this thing sold up. He's doing a new thing. Can't you hear it? Can't you see it? Go back. If you can't see it, keep going back until you do. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's that storm cloud out there, big as a a man's hand. I see it. But I didn't see it six previous times. I see it on the seventh time. God don't care how much it takes. Just see it. Amen. And stop trying to run everything and control everything yourself. That's why you don't. That keep you from the vision. Because you still, you still living according to your own vision. But when you drop your ways and your, and drop your timetable and drop and come out of your mode of how you've been doing stuff for 25 years and pick up God, I'm telling you, you will see the, the salvation of the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, we'll finish maybe next Saturday. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you and we bless you, Father God. And we lift you up. And we just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our lifetime with us, Lord God, for us, in us, and through us. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you, Lord, for the name of Jesus that's above every name and the power of the word. Father, we thank you that you've given us all the tools that we need to be successful in this lifetime. And we thank and praise you, Father, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer, I can pray for you before we go. Let's pray for the food. Father, I bless the food.